everybody. This is John Butler with the Funnel Vision Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Jessica Schwentz. Jessica, you want to say hey? Hey, everyone. We're excited to be here, guys. This is our second episode of the Funnel Vision Podcast. We are both from TF Leads, Top of the Funnel Leads, out of Austin, Texas. We are a lead generation company doing lead generation differently than everyone else. So we're excited to have our first full episode. Our first one was kind of just an intro to who we are and what we uh, hope to share with you each week. Um, We'll be dropping a new episode every Monday to have a great start to your week. And we want to start each episode with just some topics that are in the news and um, just things to keep top of mind and things that we've found interesting from a business standpoint. Yeah, guys. So... First off, we wanted to mention the PPP. So this is the Paycheck Protection Program um, by the government. We have been beneficiaries of this program. We are now on the second PPP, but PPP in general has actually been extended as of late to end of May um, this year. So you can still apply for either that first or second PPP. You have to actually qualify for that second and a different way than you qualified for kind of the first, where for the second PPP, you have to actually have a a lower quarter um, from 2019 compared to 2020, or your whole year was at least 25% less from 2019 to 2020. And you have to be, uh, I think, under 300 employees as well. So they try to kind of help these smaller companies like ourselves. and, And we've been really grateful for that. So It's really helped us grow. Hope it's going to help you guys grow. But that is something that does look like they have more money in that program to help small businesses. So check out either that first PPP or second PPP um, if it's something you think might help. And if you guys have questions, I know over the past year, there's been a lot of confusion with the PPP. So feel free to go to sba.gov. They have a lot of great information to help clarify things. Another thing in the news that we thought was interesting, so it actually just came out from the New York Times that 80% of companies are planning for a hybrid work week where employees are back in office around three days a week. Um, And there's, of course, a lot of different things that these companies are planning to help just make the work environment, you know, a safer place and um, having more room. And um, I know John was just mentioning that actually some universities are already requiring the vaccine to get back to school. So we've been just, you know, curious if we're going to start to see that with some of these larger companies. Like I know specifically in Austin, I run by Oracle pretty often, and it's just this massive multi-million dollar building just sitting empty. So I'm just so curious what we're going to see in the next coming months. Some of the things that they're talking about doing within the offices is just touchless everything. So whether it's the elevators, doors, um, even into the bathrooms, just things being completely touchless where, you know, you're not just spreading germs and um, things even being voice voice activated is um, something that some of these companies are planning to do. And then just expanding the gathering spaces, because I think what a lot of companies are thinking that with the hybrid model, not every employee will be in on those three days. It'll kind of have different rotations. So there'll be more room for extended meeting rooms and spaces for people to just spread out a bit more. But it's kind of wild to think what this new normal will be 
as people start to get back into the office. Wow. It really will be interesting. We are actually ourselves considering doing a one day a week where we go to a co-working space. This is probably going to be in the second half of this year. Uh, We're probably not there yet right now. But what we do is we actually carve out every Tuesday. We have, um, and this is what we're doing, you know, pre-pandemic. But every Tuesday, we go to a co-working space. We have all of our one-on-ones. We have a big team meeting. It's a really great way for us to connect. I mean, you, I think we're all desperate for that connection, especially in-person connection right now. So that'll, that'll be something to really look out for is, I wonder if these co-working spaces are going to start requiring vaccine shots before you can come. So it, it's interesting to see what's, what this new normal will look like, um, but it definitely will, will be different. Yeah, for sure. In the advertising news, I wanted to bring up, there's been a kind of some contention amongst Facebook and Apple. And I think it's fascinating because it, it's the right direction, in my opinion, from Apple's standpoint, because Apple is saying, hey, before you open an app, you should know the data that this app is tracking on you. And obviously, Facebook is pushing back on that because Facebook is tracking tons of data on everyone. And, you know, even as, as advertisers and marketers, we, you know, appreciate some elements of all the data that Facebook does have from, does have from an ads platform perspective and, and filtering and targeting perspective. I think we can all agree that the more transparency that we can have with all of our apps, everything that's online, the better. And so that's really what we love about Apple's approach, just saying, hey, and and that's the thing is some people just don't want all of their data shared and you should have options and you should have different levers you can pull to say, I don't mind sharing this, but I do mind sharing this. And and, and we should be able to um, honor and respect that. And we can still be successful advertisers and marketers. It'll be interesting to see that's going to come out on the next um, operating system for Apple. Um, I think it's uh, iOS 14 the latest update. I think for all of the um, different apps and things like that, um, it'll be interesting to see what what kind of pushback they provide to Apple um, at rolling this kind of new feature out. But I think it's a good thing overall. And I think as marketers and advertisers do, I think we'll get creative to uh, to figure out still the best way to to serve targeted ads to the right people. So excited to see these you know improvements, um, much needed, especially in the United States these days. Definitely. Do you know if there's any talk for Android to be doing the same thing? Like, have they kind of just stayed out of it? But I would think if Apple, you know, is leading the way with that, that sooner or later, they're going to be jumping on board. That's a great as well. question. Yeah, I would think so, too. I mean, just from a sake of transparency, I, I think it'll become I mean, you think about Apple has led the way in a lot of different innovations that Google and Android has has copied. And, and this isn't a physical product. But this is kind of a philosophy, a mindset that Apple's really leading the way in. And that, I think it's just as needed and just as innovative, honestly, um, to have something that comes up, you know, before your app um, opens. I don't know exactly if it's like every time or probably it's just like the first time. But just to make sure that the levers of data sharing is what you want it to be. So that's kind of cool. Um, just that they're finding new ways to lead the market. Um, but I, I would expect that Google Android will, will follow at some point. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. The second segment, we want to talk about kind of a best practice for growth. 
And what we wanted to touch on today is having a strong hiring process. We've seen a lot of growth on our side. We've hired a lot of client account managers as of late. Jessica leads that team, the client success team. Jess, can you kind of share with us what, what's the process look like and, and what do you think is different than what other companies are doing to try to, to, to weed out those that aren't as great and, and have those that are great rise to the top? Yeah, for sure. So we definitely went through some trial and error just being a solely remote company. Um, I think that makes it a little bit harder when you're not necessarily, you know, having an office to meet these people in person. Um, that's something that we found is needed when we're hiring for ourselves just to make sure, you know, there's a culture fit and, um, you know, you can read a lot more from someone when you're meeting in person. So but to start from the beginning of the process, so we actually have tried ZipRecruiter, Indeed, LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn has actually changed their ways that you can post jobs where you can now have a free, one free job post. Um, so if you didn't know that, you should definitely take advantage of that. Um, but we have found that the best just quality candidates for our own sake um, has been on LinkedIn. We've just found that the caliber does seem to be a bit stronger compared to people applying on other platforms. So when someone applies on LinkedIn, we reach out to them if we feel like they could be a good fit by looking at their resume that just explains to them the salary range. We just check in on a few items, um, you know, explaining that the work will be remote, um, just checking in to make sure to not waste, you know, either ends time and that these things are in alignment with them. So we actually have them reach out to our careers email address. And at the bottom of the message that we send them on LinkedIn, we actually ask them to put the job title within the subject line of the email that they send. And we found that to be a great way to you know, weed people out that don't have that attention to detail or aren't spending the time to fully read through our message on LinkedIn. Um, so that right there is kind of filter number one for us. Um, and then we basically set up three different interviews that are with three different team members. So usually myself, I'll start the first interview. I usually pass off to one of our client account managers if that's the role we're trying to fill uh, for the second interview. And then the third step would be to speak with John. Um, and we've just found that, you know, little, little things, you know, when they get to the third round that maybe John will call out as they're having deeper conversations and knowing more about the company by that point, it just it's just a great filter rather than, you know, the same individual talking to them twice or three times just to get a feel, you know, from several different people. And then if we all have the thumbs up, we actually have them take the Enneagram test. Uh, they have a test that's, I think it's about 150 questions. And it's just a personality test that kind of just gives a feel about who they are, how they handle things. Um, we don't believe that there's any, you know, right or wrong answer to it, but it just helps us kind of understand how they will, you know, handle things and fit with the team. And then from there, we do meet in person for an interview, um, whether that would be at a coffee shop. We've actually taken people to lunch and have tried to pay attention to the way they even treat, you know, the hospitality staff, just different ways to just see them interacting you know, in person uh, is definitely important for us too. So that's our hiring process that we have found to really work for us, especially with hiring with, you know, solely at this point, remote position. And we found it to be really successful. We're growing our team with great people. 
it's really helpful to see how people interact in person. We did a lot of, you know, hiring virtually during the pandemic. We were kind of forced to in a way. And that was something that we had talked about wanting to have that in-person interaction, in-person interview. And we, you know, during the pandemic didn't have it. And I think there was, you know, there was definitely some insight that would have been helpful um, if we would have had it. And so interviewing in person is a key part of the hiring process and especially just making sure that everyone um, or more people on the team than just maybe one or two people are also able to provide their input. We, we give everyone the opportunity to, to veto any applicant and they can, anyone goes through to the next round if they get a thumbs up or just middle of the road. So if you're kind of unsure, we still put someone through because we feel like we're going to, you know, find someone else to filter them out if they're not, if they're not great. And they obviously need a thumbs up um, by the end in person. But we, we give everyone kind of that ability just to feel empowered to veto if they need to veto. And so you, you can't be vetoed by anyone um, to get through. So it, it's really worked well for us. From a hiring side of things, it's important. So I would challenge you guys with, with your process. Is it, is it too simple? Um, is there not enough filters going on? Is there enough people involved that you want to make sure that you are definitely, um, you know, appropriately putting them through the ringer and you have to honor, you know, people's time. You, you can't have a long and drawn out process. That's a big pain point when someone's looking to find a role, um, especially good people. You know, they don't want to have to wait weeks or months to find out if they're going through to the next step. So even though we do have these different steps, we try to knock them all out within, I would say, what would you say, just two weeks? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's, it's really helped us. We've gotten some great people and blessed to have a great team. But I would, you know, if, if there's a there's a way to grow so you don't have to, you know, let someone go and, and hire someone else. I mean, that can really take away productivity from the company and, and everything. Yeah. Definitely relook at those hiring practices because there could be some opportunity there to, to make some changes. All right, guys. The next segment, the last segment, is what we call Outbound Corner. So Outbound Lead Generation is our expertise, and we really want to, to touch on just some different best practices and things we're seeing, also some things that are more related to what we're doing. And so I'll, I'll kind of start out. You know, Recently, I did see that LinkedIn has a creative uh, creator mode, and what that means is you can have kind of this classification within LinkedIn where you're a creator, you're publishing content on a regular basis and people can follow you. Um, a lot of people don't realize you can, there's a difference between connecting. Connecting is when you can you know, message someone as many times as you want. You don't have to use any in-mail credits or anything like that on LinkedIn, but you can now also, well, you've been able to follow, but it's, they want, LinkedIn wants you to follow people more than you connect with people because they see the connection as people that you know on a deeper level than just an acquaintance or mm -hmm. just some random person online. So they, they want to try to create a level of um, separation there. So I thought that was interesting just because obviously we're doing tons of work on LinkedIn and you know we are sending out a lot of connection requests and making sure we're only reaching out to relevant people. But 
at the same time, you know, we have to, uh, you know, keep the limits down and we have to, it, it is more of a kind of a quality over quantity. And, and we have to, to make sure we're, we're playing by the rules and, and leveraging that platform in the best way. So I think we'll see more of this um, as we move forward, but it's a, it's a new feature within LinkedIn to be a creator, to push out content. So we'll, we'll be following that. We'll keep you up to date. Yeah. And one thing just from my side that we're really excited about at TF Leads, so obviously when we're creating outbound campaigns for lead generation for our clients, we're doing a lot of copywriting and um, you know content creation just in general. So Rachel, who's our creative director, we'd love to have her on sometime soon, but she found this new tool called WordTune, wordtune.com is the website, and it's actually a Chrome extension that you can use pretty much on any website that you're typing on, whether it's email, whether it's social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, where you can actually highlight text and it'll use AI to give you different ways to say what you just wrote down. So if you just have a thought that you know maybe is not um, reading the best, it'll basically you know give you different options on how to say it differently. You can actually pick to have a more casual tone. You can actually turn something you type to a more formal tone. Um, you can ask the you know extension to actually expand it to make it longer or even shorter if you are a little bit wordy in your writing you know you can just basically highlight uh, the text and it'll actually rewrite it in a shorter form so there's definitely a premium version of as well that is about ten dollars a month um, that just gives you a bit more features but we um, started with the free version and there's a lot you can do with the free version. So I really encourage you if that sounds interesting to you or you could apply that within your work. Uh, it's it's just saved me even within emails, just typing and, um, you know, if I'm saying something I'm like, oh, that's not what I'm trying to say or that's not how I want it to come off. Um, so that's just something really cool how, you know, using technology can just save you time as well as you're, you know, whether it's writing content or just in your everyday writing. So that's something that we're super excited about that we're getting, digging into it more on the premium feature. That is good stuff. Copywriting is so hard. It is, in my opinion, a, a superpower. And I can't believe um, that I don't have <laughs> that I also do not have. It's amazing how people, you know, creative people can come up with something. And, and what a great, you know, option where you can just, have something that's helping you out when you want to say something differently. And it's, I love just the being able to change things from informal to formal. That's yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You can even have different, like kind of the thesaurus with it too, where it'll just help you uh, a different word finder where it's just really easy rather than, you know, pulling up thesaurus.com or it just, I think it definitely could save a lot of time in people's everyday. Yeah. That's good. Back in the day, I used to be the copywriter for our company. Um, that was a mistake. That's probably why we weren't <laughs> growing. And I learned uh, really fast when uh, when my wife, Tasha Butler, was uh, she was looking over my shoulder one day and she said, are you going to send that to a client? And I was like, well, yeah, this is awesome. What are you talking about? And that is when Tasha took over copywriting for TF Leads. This was three plus years ago. And so for years, she was doing all the copywriting and, and killing it. I guess 
three, you know, almost three years ago is, is when we hired Rachel to take over Tasha's responsibilities. And now Rachel's team is, is all about the copywriting, but it is definitely a superpower. And, um, and tools like this though, do help those of us that do not have that superpower. So I love that. Um, thank you for sharing wordtune.com. All right, guys. So that is uh, today's podcast. We are so thankful for you joining us. We actually had uh, 15 downloads. We're super excited about because we only told like five people about the podcast. So that means people are finding Funnel Vision, a focus on sales and marketing um, throughout the different podcast communities. Right now, we are listed on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. So check us out in one of those places. Please also give us a great review, um, obviously, if you've enjoyed it. And I hope you have. We hope you have. And we're so thankful for, for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to um, catching up with you next week. And again, um, please let us know if there's any topics, anything in particular you'd like us to touch on. And we, we'd love to, to talk about it. All right. Thanks, guys. Hope you have a good week. <laughs>